One thing I've learned in business is you cannot change what you don't measure. But this concept applies to your mental health with type 1 diabetes as well. So often we have no idea exactly how we're doing. If you don't know how you're doing, it's going to be really hard for you to improve. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to give you a step-by-step process to help you figure out exactly how you're doing with type 1 diabetes in different aspects of your life. And then I'll show you how you can use that information to get to where you want to be. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. Take a minute and think about how your mental health with type 1 diabetes is right now. Really think about it and come up with a couple of words that can describe how you're doing right now. Maybe the words that come up for you are overwhelmed or burnt out, or maybe you're doing really well and you're energetic and motivated. Whatever words you came up with, I think that's awesome, but I also don't think it's fair to you. I don't think that it really captures how you're doing with your mental health with type 1 diabetes. And in this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about how you can do an inventory of your mental health and really determine how you're doing, not only in general, but in specific areas of your life with type 1 diabetes. You know, it's so easy for us to be very general about how we're doing with our mental health and type 1 diabetes. We say that we're doing fine or burnt out or overwhelmed or anxious. But that really doesn't tell the whole story. And in order to make changes in our life with type 1 diabetes and reduce the emotional burden, we have to be more specific. We have to really understand how we're doing in all areas of our life. In this episode, I'm going to teach you how. Why is taking a mental health inventory with type 1 diabetes such an important thing to do? Let me give you a couple reasons. I was just visiting my nieces a couple weeks ago. My nieces are 10 and 12. And I was asking them some questions about their lives, and they gave me some really vague answers. I said, how is school going? And they said, fine. And I said, how was your summer? And they said, good. And I said, how was dinner last night? And they said, delicious. Now, those are pretty typical answers for 10 and 12-year-olds, but they didn't really give me the information I was looking for. I was hoping that they would tell me some really good information about school, how they're looking forward to certain classes or worried about a really hard teacher or how excited they were to be starting choir. But all I got was fine. And that didn't give me any information that I could use to ask more questions or to give them guidance or help them. The same thing is true for the way we describe type 1 diabetes, even if we're more descriptive. So if I tell you that diabetes is making me feel overwhelmed. That is kind of helpful, but it really doesn't give me the information that I need to be able to help you. And it really doesn't give you the information you need about your experience with type 1 diabetes to be able to figure out a path forward in order not to feel so overwhelmed. You have to ask yourself, okay, you're feeling overwhelmed, but in what areas are you feeling overwhelmed? Is there one part of your life with diabetes that's making you feel more overwhelmed than other parts of your life? Those are all really important questions. 
And so if you use the generic term overwhelmed or burnt out, that doesn't give any of us information that we can use to help you or information that you can use to help yourself. The other reason it might be helpful for you to do an inventory about your diabetes and mental health is because I want you to be honest with yourself. I said this before and I'll say it again. Honesty with type 1 diabetes is the best policy. And we have to be able to face the things that are challenging for us head on. And by being vague about how we're doing and how we're feeling with type 1 diabetes, that is not being completely honest. It's brushing things aside and talking at a high level, as opposed to getting down to the nitty gritty and being very truthful with ourselves about what's really going on. When you do an inventory with your mental health and type 1 diabetes, you force yourself to be honest about how you're doing and in what areas are having really big challenges. But on the other hand, you also give yourself the opportunity to see where you're doing well and to be able to celebrate those places and build upon that success. Honesty with type 1 diabetes works both ways, and an inventory of your mental health gives you the opportunity to see both sides of the coin, both the challenges and the successes. What is a mental health inventory for people with type 1 diabetes? An inventory is a complete list of what you have going on. It's an opportunity for you to look at the details of what's going on in your life with type 1 diabetes and your mental health and to see where things are going well and where things could be going better. You don't need any special training to do an inventory of your mental health with type 1 diabetes. All you need is a willingness to sit down and think about it and to be honest with yourself. This may involve looking at areas of your life that you haven't really thought about. And it also may mean taking a closer look at the areas of your life where you're having a lot of trouble and maybe are going to be uncomfortable to really examine. But as I said before, until you really examine these areas, you're not going to be able to make changes because you'll have no idea exactly what's going on and how you're doing, and you'll have no way of measuring your success. I want to take some time right now and talk about the process for doing a mental health inventory with type 1 diabetes. There are three steps to this process. The first step is identifying the different categories you want to use to evaluate how you're doing. And there's probably a lot of categories. I'm going to give you a couple of them right now. The next step is going to be to describe how you're doing in very specific ways in each one of these categories, using as many examples as you can to give the descriptions that you're using and the way you're describing your mental health some flavor so you can really understand what's going on for you. Once you have a good idea about what's going on and you're able to describe it with some depth, Then you want to look ahead and think about what would make this category better? How could I improve my mental health in this category? And then once you do that, then you have a path forward in order to take steps to improve your mental health from where you are right now to where you want to go in each specific area of your life with type 1 diabetes. Let's break down each of these steps one by one. What are the categories that we can use to develop this mental health inventory with type 1 diabetes? I think that there are six categories that I like to use, and you can certainly feel free to add more if you want to, but I think these six categories are really the critical ones. The first is, how are you doing in your diabetes management? How are things going? How are you feeling about your diabetes management? How are you feeling about your blood sugars? How do your blood sugars make you feel? The second is, how are things going for you in your life with diabetes in your daily life? at work or at school, or in whatever way you spend the majority of your day? How is diabetes impacting your work? How is diabetes impacting your ability to go to school? How is diabetes impacting 
your daily life. That includes your stress. That includes your blood sugars. That includes the mental gymnastics you're doing on a daily basis. How do all those things come together and impact your work, your school, or if you're lucky enough to be at that point in your life, your golf game? Of course, you're going to have good days and bad days. And we want to be able to reflect both of those things. What is it about those days that are good that are making them good? What is it about those days that are challenging that are making them challenging? And be able to find those nuances within your days so you can see where your strengths are and where you need to improve. The next area to look at is in your relationship with your significant other if you have one. Now, this is different than your relationship with your friends and family, which we'll talk about in a minute. But your relationship with your significant other is a big factor in your diabetes and mental health. How does your diabetes and the stress around diabetes impact this relationship? Do you get snippy when your blood sugar is high or low? When you're feeling burnt out, does it make you withdrawn from this person? Think about the impact of diabetes on this relationship and be as specific as possible using the contextual clues that you have to try to explain what's going on and when things are good and when things are more challenging. And on that same note, how is diabetes and the stress around diabetes impacting your relationship with your friends and family? And this includes both your diabetes and how you are responding to your blood sugars and how you interact with them, and also how these people interact with you around your diabetes and how that makes you feel. So for example, is your mom always hounding you and asking you about your blood sugars and is that annoying to you? Is your aunt asking you, can you eat this? And really being picky about the types of food that you're eating, which is really none of her business. All of those factors can have a big impact on your mental health. And it's important to include them in this inventory that you're doing. Also, your relationship with your healthcare team. Your relationship with your healthcare team can have a big impact on your mental health. Are they asking you about how you're doing? Are they giving you the support that you need? Are you able to ask them for the support that you need? Do you feel comfortable in talking to your diabetes care team about the challenges that you have? And do you feel supported even if things aren't going great and you want their help? Or do you feel judged? All of those factors can have a significant impact on your mental health. And it's important to recognize what's going on and both how you respond to your healthcare team and how they respond to you because it goes back and forth. And that back and forth matters. It can really have an impact on your mental health with type 1 diabetes. The next category is logistics in type 1 diabetes. And logistics is a broad category. It can involve things like how much stress do you have with making doctor's appointments and getting doctor's appointments? How much stress do you have around ordering pump supplies and CGM supplies? Are you on the phone with the CGM company for a long time and trying to get a replacement sensor? Do you have to fight with your insurance company around getting insulin paid for or getting the supplies that you need? All of those things are stressful. And this stress can really affect your mental health with type 1 diabetes. And it's important to recognize what sorts of challenges you have in getting the care and the supplies that you need, but also how do the challenges that you may experience impact your mental health? On the other side, maybe things are easy for you. Maybe you just push a button, you have the supplies delivered every couple months, and you have no problems with your insurance company. And you don't even recognize that that takes a big stress off of you. And so recognizing that, yes, either things are really challenging for you, or they're easy for you, or a combination of both can be an important factor in your inventory here. And then finally, another big one, and that is finances. Diabetes is expensive. And the financial strain of diabetes and the stress of diabetes can have a big impact on your stress level and on your mental health and emotional well-being. And so ask yourself honestly, how does money and finances around diabetes impact my mental health? 
are you in a place where it's not a problem? Or do you have great insurance so you don't have to worry about it too much? Or are you in a place where you're really struggling and you're worried about where your next supply of insulin is going to come from? That is a big deal if that's the case for you. And you have to recognize that that has an impact on your emotional health. Once you identify the categories you want to do an inventory of, take these categories one by one and ask yourself, how am I doing? One way that I find helpful to do this is to give yourself a rating on a scale of zero to 10 in each one of these categories, with zero being you're doing absolutely awful and there's nothing going well, and 10 is you're doing absolutely great and nothing could be better. Most likely, you won't be at a zero or 10 on any of these categories, but you'll be somewhere in the middle. Once you give yourself a rating, I want you to justify that rating. Write down exactly how you're feeling. Write down the emotions that you're having, how stressed you are, and how that stress is impacting that specific category of your life. As you're doing this, make sure you also include positive things. As we're doing these inventories, it's so easy to only focus on the negative, about how stressed you are and overwhelmed you are and burnt out you are. But at the same time, we don't want to ignore the fact that some things may be going well. And it's possible for things to be going well and challenging at the same time in each category. So the things that are going well need to be included and reflected in the number that you give yourself. Also, as you're doing this, use as many examples as you can to give color to your rating and so that you can really understand how the rating that you gave yourself reflects your current experience in that category of diabetes. After you've completed this part of the exercise, take a look at your inventory and see how you're doing. Really look at what's going well for you, what's challenging, and in what categories are you having the most challenges? Also, in what categories are you having the most successes? This gives you a broad view about how your mental health is currently in your life with diabetes. But you're not done yet. Having a broad view is really important, but it's not enough. We want to use this broad view to take a next step. The next step is finding a pathway to improve your mental health in each one of these categories with type 1 diabetes. So let's take an example here. Let's imagine you rated your mental health with type 1 diabetes in the area of work as a 4. The next question is, is how do you take that four and bring it to a six? What would things have to look like for you and your mental health to get it from a four to a six? Not how do you do that, but what would a six look like for you? How would you describe yourself when you are at a six? So for example, maybe right now you're not very open about type one diabetes at work. Maybe you go to the bathroom to bolus or you don't check your blood sugar while you're in meetings and that's a four for you right now. But when you get to a six, you'll be more open about your diabetes. You'll be able to take insulin in front of your coworkers, maybe tell people about your diagnosis if they ever ask. And you can just be more open at work about having diabetes and also what living with type 1 diabetes is like for you as a person. You may have no idea right now how to go from being secretive about diabetes at work to being more open about it. But what we want to do right now is not figure out that path but we want to figure out what an improvement will look like for you. How will you know when you go from a four to a six on that scale? As part of this inventory, you're going to go through this process for every single category that you wrote down. What will it take for you to go from where you are right now up two points? So from a four to a six or from a six to an eight or from an eight to a 10, how will you know when you have arrived at that higher number? By having these road marks and these metrics, 
It will help you assess your progress and see when things are improving in your mental health with diabetes. As you can see, it's a whole lot easier to go from saying, I feel really burnt out to I feel less burnt out, to be more specific about what we're talking about and how you will know in your life, what will change in your life when you know that things have gotten better for you in very specific areas. And then once you've done that, now it's time to figure out the pathway to get there. You know, we don't want to leave you saying, okay, well, I'm at a four right now and a six looks like this, but I have no idea and I have no desire to get there. We want you to be continually improving with your mental and emotional health type 1 diabetes. And the only way to do that is by, one, knowing where you want to go and then making a plan to get there. You may not be successful. You may stumble and fall along the way, and that's okay. That's how you learn. But you'll never improve your mental health with type 1 diabetes unless you try. As you do this, I would encourage you to start with the lowest hanging fruit. Figure out which category is going to be easiest for you to make an improvement in. And then make a plan to improve your mental health in that category. I realize that making these changes can be challenging. So I really want to help you get some quick wins here so you can see that change is possible if you put your mind to it and if you have a plan and metrics in place to know when you arrive. And I promise you, with a clear plan, some clear metrics, and a willingness to put in the work, there's no way that your mental health with type 1 diabetes cannot improve in really measurable ways in each one of these categories. To finish up, here's a quick recap of what we talked about in today's episode. It's really important to do a mental health inventory with type 1 diabetes so you can understand where you're having challenges and where you're having successes. We so often put everything about our type 1 diabetes and mental health in one big pile and use generic words to describe it, burnt out, anxious, depressed. And while those are accurate, they're not really helpful in helping us make changes. So the only way to make changes here is to really understand what's going on and to be able to do an inventory of different categories of your life with diabetes and mental health so you can really have a good idea about where things are challenging for you and where things are going well. So as part of this process, we break down your life with diabetes in a couple of different categories, things like diabetes management, worker school, relationships with friends and family, your significant other, or your healthcare team, and also logistics and finances. And look at your mental health in those specific areas. See how you think you're doing and understand why you came to that conclusion. You give that category a rating. And then you think about what would have to change in order for me to be at a higher rating. How would things look differently there? And once you've done that, then it's a lot easier to figure out how to get from point A to point B, how to get to a point where you're able to improve your mental health type 1 diabetes in a very tangible way. I really hope this is helpful in helping you think comprehensively about how you're doing in your life with diabetes and your mental health. It's not enough to say, I'm doing really well, or I'm not doing so hot. We really have to be more specific. We have to be more targeted in how you think about mental health. Because if our goal is to be improving and making your life with type 1 diabetes easier, we have to be specific about what's going on and also be specific about what would have to change in order for us to be doing better. And this inventory gives you a process to do that. If you complete an inventory, I would love to hear about it. What are the areas that you find challenging? And what are the areas where you're having success in now? And what will it take for you to improve your life with diabetes? What will that look like? And then what will you have to do to get there? I want to hear about it. So send me a message on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist or send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com and let me know about your inventory and what you learned about yourself. 
That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you find it valuable, I would really appreciate it if you'd hop on over to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating and review. Those ratings and reviews are super helpful for me because they give me feedback about the podcast, but they also help me get the word out to other people with type 1 who could really benefit from the podcast. So if you haven't done that yet, I would really appreciate it. And of course, I always love hearing from my listeners. So please send me information about your inventory or any other questions that you have on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist or an email, mark at thediabetespsychologist.com. And of course, I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Thank you.